When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Tom Shanklin, and this is Rock and Roll. So hello and welcome to season two of Rock and Roll. Ryan's here with me. Uh, while we've been away, we've had Exeter have doubled down on being racist pricks. Adidas sponsored players have defended Jordy Barrett fly kicking opponents in the head. Jasper Visa has escaped uh, an attempted decapitation. And we're going to talk about absolutely none of that because we're going to talk about this. So kick man is in. It's our URC preview. We're going to make sure we cover all regions. While you're covering the Blues, who I'm covering. Oh, oh, look. <laughs> How long did that take me to, to fuck up the name already? I'm sick with it. You're, you're representing the Blues. Yep. Uh, and our first guest representing the Ospreys, proving that complaining about never being invited onto a podcast gets you invited onto a podcast. Yes, Siri Thomas is here. How are you doing, Yestin? Good evening, everyone. Um, I, I'll have to go through my old tweets to find that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, here I am. You're having a complaint to Ryan, and then all of a sudden the invites popped up. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> and our second guess, when she's not watching rugby, she's usually watching other people beat the shit out of each other all over the globe. So fighting out of the green, white, and orange corner, the Irish dragon, Isol Cody's with us. How are you doing? Good evening. I'm good, and I'm not taking offence to the fact that dragons were introduced last because it's a position we're used to being in. <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't take offence to being called the Irish dragon. Obviously, it's because you're a dragons fan. I'm not making any sort of any comment on you. <laughs> so as has become tradition now we'll do a quick uh quick fire questions 
just to get to know you a little bit. So we're going to do this every time we get a new guest on. So, uh, yes, then we'll put you under pressure first. Literally, either or. I don't want any thought process behind them. Just give me your answers. Are you ready to go? Always. So we got Jack Morgan or Morgan Morris? Uh, Morgan Morris. Myler or Bigger? Sam Biggs. Home kit or away kit? Away kit. Uh, Sean Holly singing or Dan Lidget dancing? Dan Lidget dancing by a mic. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Roots or Levi Roots? Ethan Roots. And then Sean Hawley, Shane Williams, Eddie Butler, Shag Mary Kill. Um <laughs> Mary Shane. I'll have to I'll have to kill oh, I'll have to kill Eddie Butler, sadly. And Shag and Sean Hawley then. He gave us two league titles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with the logic. So I saw you see how it goes. <laughs> I'm now worried. I I would be. I'm glad so, I've got out of the way. so you ready to go I am Moriarty or Holmes Moriarty Uh, AJ or Tyson Fury AJ home kit or away kit home kit in the in the thing of Rock Nation Kelly Rowlands or Will Rowlands ooh Kelly Rowlands ooh Mm, Elliot D or or Kiki D (laughs) Elliot D (laughs) And then Sean Hawley, Shane Williams, Eddie Butler, Shag, Mary Kill. Okay, Shane Williams, Shag, Mary. Can I just kill the other two, please? I don't no, think I can. It's too much of a cop out. You've at least got to shag one of them first. We're going Black Widow on it. I've forgotten who I said I was going to shag. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you're going to, yeah, you're going to shag Shane, I think. Oh, God. Okay, I'm marrying Holly. I don't know why, but I feel it'd be easier. <laughs> Eddie's a bit older as well. Oh, he might die sooner. That could cover itself off. <laughs> You've got to marry Eddie, surely. Yeah, she's got Anna Nicole Smith with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, now that that's out of the way, we'll dive in. It's the start of our, and I, I've got to get this right, United Rugby Championship, because I keep calling it Ultimate Rugby Championship, including the Tom Shanklin. <laughs> so we'll do our preview. So first of all, we'll run through, we'll do a quick, uh, quick, who do we think's done the best out of the regions? Then we'll have a little overall. Then we've got a special guest coming in, which is a Tom Shanklin interview. And then we'll finish it all off by looking a little bit around regions. So first of all, quite a bit of activity from most of the regions on the transfer front. Who do we think's done the best business so far? I saw that so deep. Okay, so in terms of numbers, I would think Ospreys because they seem to be the team with people coming in. Um, but they've got they've got some really interesting talent coming in. And I think if you're to look at the likes of Michael Collins, who's obviously in now, he's Welsh qualified. He's going to be getting the games. He's going to be keen to prove himself. Um, and I think if we're looking at all the regions out of the ones I'd be most worried about what they've brought in, it has to be Ospreys. I think a lot of the others are seeing a lot of movement out in particular, Scarlett. Happy to hear that, yes, then? Um, yes, but knowing, knowing the Ospreys, they'd lose at Rodney Craig on Sunday, so all would be forgotten about the new signings anyway. <laughs> I, I, I'm completely with you. I think Ospreys have done the best, but I think Scarlett's have done really good business just behind them. The Dragons have done well to strength, but I think Ospreys, the signings that they've made, they said Michael Collins is a massive one. I remember oh. him at the Scarlet's. He hasn't aged. 
I like in my head, he's about 46 by now because he's seen me playing for us ages ago and I didn't think he was young then. Turns out he was and it wasn't that long ago and he's only about like fucking 19 or something. No, it's just bizarre. So that's probably when, and then obviously not coming, there's signings all over the park. Jack Morgan could be a massive one as well. Yeah, I think he's a really good addition. I, I think the Ospreys have done well all round. Wall. There was it's the same again, Ospreys, mate. There's four names I put down when I was working this out the other day, and it's Tom Francis, Michael Collins, Jack Morgan, Alex Cuthbert. I think that's a massive signing for the, for the Ospreys. Yeah. I think I've, I've going to get to Alex Cuthbert a little bit later on, but I think he's going to have a great year for the Ospreys this year because he's not going to potentially get picked for internationals, etc., except he's going to be there most of the season. However, if he does as well as he could do, there's an outside chance of him doing a Dan Lydiot last year and getting an outside name in that squad. But obviously, you're going to be looking at injuries to the likes of Josh Adams and and um, uh, Louis Samit, George North, etc., for him to get in there. But if he did as well for the Ospreys, he's already over, he's already well qualified. He's going to play, isn't he? He's played multiple times as a Test lion and stuff. So I think if he does well, he could sneak in a, an international call up this year as well. I think it would be worse for the Ospreys, I know, if he does, surely. Like they, they, they want him as much as they can. That's what it's going to make, because as like I said, he's on the, he's not even on the peripheries that you're looking at there at the moment. They are the kind of players that change a season. Mm-hmm. I think it, the Ospreys have done really well. Uh, while, I, while we're talking to you as well, Wall, quite quiet down at Cardiff Arms Park, really. Yeah, because I, I think I made a note earlier on about our signings. I think the only one I can really be excited about is Reese Priestland. Everyone else is not really that great. Like Scre- Screech is coming from the Dragons. Yeah, he's coming from the Dragons, but he's <laughs> he's going to be a replacement for Corey Hill. But then there's not really as good as Corey Hill, and our front five is still shit, like it always is. So Pre- Reese Priestland is going to be great to drive us around the park. I think he's going to be great for. Jared to learn learn off him as well. Um, he's been fantastic at Bath, and obviously you know you know myself. I watch Bath quite a lot as well, so I think he's going to be great for the Blues, but it's not going to be enough. I think it's very disappointing for the Blues because I think sorry Cardiff. Yeah. Um, I think you have that change and that shift, and it's something Dragon Dragons are very familiar with when you're changing your branding, everything like this, this new opportunity, and it just feels like, and we've stayed the same. Yeah, and it's a pity. You say it's a pity. For me, it's quite funny because you know the group of fans as well who always get wound up by this sort of thing. The people who are always on Twitter getting wound up by next to nothing. And then you've changed your badge and kept the same badge. And then you've changed your kit, but realistically, you've kept the same kit. And then like, you haven't really changed anything. Like I say, it's not just, it's exactly the same, except for your third kit. Uh, so it's different layers for me. To be nice fair, nice some, though, with some of us have experience doing this game, so I'm telling you, you're changing nothing. Like, but <laughs> welcome to being a Dragons fan. Only you're now in Cardiff. <laughs> well, there was rumours that the Dragons were going to rebrand, and then they've released a kit that's got a fuckload of scales on it again. But then, well, because usually the scales look shit. Well, when I saw the kits being announced this year. I literally saw one team's kit and I went, oh my God, who knew Alan Wynn had joined the Dragons? Because my God, is there the same person doing the kit both home and away for Ospreys and Dragons? Like, I know we're saving on cost, but a bit of creativity, (laughs) guys. Just one template. Yes, 
uh, other than the Ospreys, any any signings that stand out for you? Um, I would. Uh, my I was about to say Gareth Anscombe, but then I realised where he's gone. Um, <laughs> obviously, obviously, Preston's going to be a good signing for Cardiff. Got that one right. And I think uh, Wilgriff John's going to be a good addition for the Scarlets as well. I think he's going to do a good job. And then the two props of the Dragons are recently bought in. Um, Dudes and Thierry, I think is, is how you pronounce the, uh, the loose head. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think those two are going to do a good, uh, good shift in the scrum, I think. Dragons have done well bringing in players who get them playing on a forward foot. Like Corey Allen coming in as well. They've, they've got players who carry well. And Will Rowland's becoming a permanent signing is an excellent one for them. Like, if they can play on that front foot, you feel they've got the ability to do something. So... I, I think in the friendly matches before the season started, it did feel like they were playing in a, a bit of a better style because, my God, I don't think I can take them playing on the back foot. And the scrappy play <laughs> is like, it's just too much as a Dragons fan. And they need players that would bring that sense of trying to play a better style of rugby. Well, without giving too much away for the interview I did with Tom Shanklin, he has picked Dragons as a surprise package for this season. So, mm. picking it very much on that, playing on the front foot, looking to and then Davis sort of controlling things behind. He's, he's really grown into that role down the Dragons. Like, he looked good at the Ospreys, but since he's got the Dragons, he, he stepped up a few levels and really seems to be enjoying having that control. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Do you want to put them in order of uh, best to worst regional transfer deals? I think we're all going Osprey's top, are we? Yeah, definitely. Who are we putting in second place? My nose in fourth. Is that, is that uh, not blues? Yeah, yeah, not blues are in fourth. <laughs> yeah, they have 100% fourth. Yeah. Um, the, the rugby's. Yeah, the rugby's them ones, the, the non-Cardiff Valleys, them ones, yeah. Um, then it's close, isn't it? I, I would probably I'd probably stump for the dragons. Because I... there's a couple of obviously like like Wilgriff John, etc. coming in at Scarlet, but then Scarlet's lost a couple of players like Jack Morgan, etc. you would have thought would have been kicking I on think... this year and they would have wanted to have kept. I think Jack Morgan's the only one, and maybe Jake Ball, actually. They're the two that we've lost that you think will be big losses. There's been some players who've gone, who've been around for a while and perhaps have been decent players without ever really, you know, excelling in the way that they should. I think when I thought about the Scarlets, I... I thought about the numbers they had that were going. And then I realized a lot of those are players being released. So yeah. if you're getting down into it, they have brought in some good players and they've probably cut a lot of players that COVID might have forced their hand on, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think you need to kind of just go, look, there's a reason why we need to have these players out now and give this new squad a bit of vitality going into a new season. Yes, then where are we going? Who's your second and third? Um, I'm going to say Dragon second, but if they, but if they don't keep Corey Allen fit, then that would be uh, that would be changing uh, quite quite quickly. That that could be the thing that swings it both ways because Corey Allen, if he stays fit, and then Scott Williams can be a great signing for Scarlets if he stays fit. 
So it could come down to two injury-prone players and which ones can stay fit as longest as two can turn a season round. Isol, are you, are you going with the crowd? I think I am in this instance. I normally go against them, hence I'm a Dragon supporter, <laughs> but I'm going to stick on message here. I agree. I think it's... And you never want it to come down to a battle of the medics, but actually I think that's probably the most valid point. <laughs> but who signed is... the best physio? So there we have it then, regardless of how I think we go in for Osprey's top, Dragon second, Scarlet's third, and then the Blues, North Blues, the Rugby's in last place. Uh, and I think I'm going to follow on suit quite possibly uh, with the best kits that have been announced this year. There's a very definite divide between kits for me, whereby... Uh, Dragons and Ospreys both look well above. Let's let's put it. Let's say the way it is. The Macron kits. Yep. Are we all agreed and united on that front? Have you seen the the Scarlet's kit? I nearly called it the Man United 1996 like <laughs> training gear that looks like that grey jersey. It's so bad. It just looks like it's so bad. I expected better. I'm absolutely devastated because I quite like the grey kit until you just called it a Man United kit and now it's ruined everything for me. (laughs) The thing is, though, with the Scarlet's kit, like every year, you can't really see it, can you? Because it's just covered in sponsors, so you don't really see what the kit looks like. To be fair, we've we've cleared up the front now and stuck all the shit sponsors on the back. Well, at least you can get sponsors. Dragons, (laughs) we have lots of space. Well, you're doing better than Exeter. (laughs) There's... Exit they're missing a, a, a massive uh, yeah. I think if we're going for best kit, there's a there's competition between obviously the two almost identical kits, but then it comes down to which do you prefer, the home yeah. or away, because that's the only competition. Let's get a one and two in place then. Who do we think is better out of the Ospreys kit and the Dragons kit? As in the two of them together, home and away. We're taking it as a package. Me, Dragons. You were very quick on the ball there. That was really quick off the mark. Yeah, Dragons as a group, but I think the nicest kit is the Blues with the white collar. But as a group of kits, it's Dragons. Yes, it's just giving you a look. And <laughs> I, 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 I don't say it like it's an audio medium, so I'm going to describe it. But his look is exactly the way I'm thinking about you now. You're basing our purely on some sort of nostalgia for a Cardiff that never existed, right? It's a throwback to our. Uh, Jonah Lomu played you fucking three times or whatever it was. It's that kind of mentality is why you like that third kit. It's not even a nice third kit. The stitching is shit. The oops don't match up. There's a panel that's there for no apparent reason. It's crap. <laughs> I honestly think the blues, the rugby's, the one is the worst of the set. As a group, I, I agree 100%. We have 100% fourth, but I think that, that one individual kit is the nicest out of any of them. That's some immense loyalty to a team. I like that. Now, I think that's fair. <laughs> Do you know what? They've had, there's been a lot of cutbacks. If they can't get their hoops to line up, let's not criticise. They're trying something new. The hoops don't line up just like the fan base, I think it is. That's what it is. Well, yeah, you can't get the north side of the stadium to agree with the south side of the stadium. You've got no chance of getting the hoops to match up. That's why we've done it. It's homage to them, isn't it? So, we'll throw over. So, you're going... Dragons... Dragons as a group. So dra- I'm going to go Dragons, Ospreys, Scarlets, Blues. Or Rogue, Cardiff. 
idiots, whatever they're going on. Are we going to see you both commit your allegiances yesterday night? Are you going to go for your own teams as the, the nicest? If we were dividing kits, I know we're not. I like my favourite out of the home kits is Dragons. My favourite out of the away is actually Ospreys. However, on balance, obviously I'm going Dragons, Ospreys. It's much of a muchness. Then I can't bring myself to put Scarlet, even with it's like just the grey. It just reminds me of Man United's away kit. I just, I'd, I think I'm going to have to actually put the team formerly known as Blues at three. Didn't, um, didn't Spurs have a great kit? Look, I can't <laughs> like any sort of Spurs jersey because all I associate with grey kits <laughs> is disappointment, a bit like blue kits. So, you know. <laughs> just just in context, I saw a Spurs <laughs> fan. So, <that's... laughs> uh, yes, Tim, what's your, what's your order? Um, I'd say the Dragons just about pip it. But, um, the their away kit does remind me of the 2012-2013 Osprey shirt. So if I was picking a shirt, it would be an Osprey's away kit. But I think the Dragons home kit is uh, just second if I had to rank them all. And I think uh, um, I think Cardiff, wherever they're called now, I think they're third as well. I <sighs> it's only because I like the away kit. That's that's pretty much it. See, I really don't like any of the Cardiff kids. <laughs> I was like, and I think it's the first time I've ever liked, well, not ever, the first time I've liked the Scarlet's kit in, well, since they signed the team with Macron, at the very least, it's the first time I've got on with one. I don't like I think to... Macron's the problem. Yeah. Oh, definitely Macron's the problem. Oh. 100% Macron's the problem. That and Zip World, because I want to go to Zip World, and I'm sure they're putting a lot of money in, but that's <laughs> fucking atrocious. I don't mind a lot of sponsors if they kind of match up. So on the front, they're all white. And so it looks all right. It looks smart. I can handle that. A big fucking zip world on the back is shocking. I, I also think Dragon's Jest is the is the nicest kit. I think the the little gold scales on the side, because when they when it looked like they were going to do scales, and I thought, ah, they fucked it. They've absolutely fucked it. <laughs> And then when you see the pictures, it's really nice and the gold. And I like the white and gold together as well. So yeah, I'm I'm going for I'm going for Dragons first, Osprey second, Scarlet's third, and then rugby's bottom. On the field matters. Who do we think will be who's gonna take the Welsh Shield? But well, I know it's it's not gonna be Cardiff. <laughs> um I would Absolutely say, zero argument with you anyway. I know it's no. not going to be Cardiff. And no one went, well, not one person <laughs> no. put up any sort of fight. No, it's not going to be Cardiff. Um, I would say it's going to be close. I would say, looking at it now before any games have been played, probably Ospreys. However, I think having Dwayne Peel as the head coach at Scarlet's is going to be fantastic for them this year. So that's an option. Dragons are going to be great. I think Dragons will probably finish probably the highest they've ever been this season. I think I genuinely think they'll have a fantastic year. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if when you look at an overall table at the end and Cardiff are bottom below the Italian teams, because I think we'll have a shock in you. I think I if I, I, I would be kind of similar in the sense that I think if I look at the commitments that the other teams, so let's remember there's only one of these teams um, out of the Welsh crew that isn't going to be involved in the Heineken Cup. So let's call a spade a spade. The Challenge Cup is what it is. You're not going to get the same standard of game. I think that works in Dragon's favour in terms of, from their perspective, 
finishing higher up. I think third, potentially second. Uh, for me, even though I said I preferred the Osprey signings, I think you're, ultimately you're going to go Dwayne Peel. Like, he's a, it's a big difference. And then when you've Will Griffin, you've like, you've a lot in, in Scarlet's favour that I think if it goes right, will go very right. But again, you also think about the international commitments. It's not like Dragons have lots of those. I potentially think Dragons could come in second. And I think Ospreys might find themselves stretched thin between different competitions. As well as Scarlet's. But I think Scarlet's have the depth of squad to push through that. I think the worry for the Dragons who are being stretched is I think Roland and Carter will both end up being called into the Welsh camp quite regularly. And there's a chance that Tane Basham could as well. And then mm. that's when it starts to cause issues. I think Tane Basham is huge. And I, in the sense that I think he's such an important figure in that squad. Yeah, agreed. And I think if he, he gets called in there, I think you're okay with, I don't think uh, Pivak is going to call up Sam Davis, which will be a saving grace for them because he's a quality player. But I think that's my worry for the Dragons is if those two second rows get called up and then Tim Basham as well is, have they got the cover there? Yes, and how are you feeling going into it? Um, everyone's saying, oh, the Ospreys have made some fantastic transfers, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if we'll finish top in the, in the, in the Welsh Conference. Um, I think it might be, it might be Scarlet, but I do want to say Ospreys though, but I'm going to say Scarlet, yes, but I think it'll be very close. Then uh, the other two can just fight amongst themselves. I think Dragons will finish third, and I think, uh, sadly for Cardiff, uh, they'll uh, be bottom of the Welsh field. It's, it's one of those where I think I'm going to go the same as you. I think Ospreys will end up taking the Welsh shield. I think they've, they've mm. put everything in place. Booth is, is coming into his own a little bit now. He's managed to turn things around. They, if they can keep Anscombe fit especially... I think it's completely different. We've seen the difference that Myler's made coming into that team and having a quality 10 controlling. I think if you've got Myler and Anscombe made together, then it's going to make a hell of a lot of difference. You've got Jack Morgan coming in then for when Tipbrick's not available. It's it's going to be a massive season, I think, for the Ospreys, and I think they're just going to edge it. So I'm going to go Ospreys first. I think Scarlett second. Dwayne Peel's first year in charge as well. It's It could be turbulent. And he said losing a lot of players to internationals. I'm going to follow suit and put Cardiff bottom as well. We know More we than... know what we are, mate. We know what we are. <laughs> well, it's because at the moment, they're not quite firing on all cylinders when they're together, which is typical Cardiff anyway. But then you've got a lot of international quality players that get lost to Wales as well. Mm. So yeah. you've got players who are not quite firing and then the ones that are usually get taken away. And so I... I know it's, it should be less of an impact supposedly this year. That's what we're looking at. But I think it might be a bit too much for the Blues. Yeah. Which leaves a lot of questions to be asked then as well because obviously Dai Young's come in as the great hope for Cardiff. If you finish bottom of the four regions, <laughs> it's not the perfect start. So I don't know where that leads them. The only thing is he'll get time. They're not going to... And I think that's the with him being at Cardiff, he's going to get more time than, than he would anywhere else if that does become the case. Yeah, and I think that's the same for Peel. If it doesn't start firing for the Scarlet, you're not going to get rid of him because he's a Scarlet boy, isn't he? 
So. Exactly. And so a bit of a local hero, you always get more of a chance. Yeah. Was that a unanimous? No, not quite for first and second. So I saw what who was your, your first and second? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick, despite my big love in about Michael Collins, I'm gonna stick with Scarlet's for first. And my heart says dragons for second, but my head says dragons for second. So I'm gonna stick with dragons. I just <laughs> I have to go with them every year, that blind faith, but I think. There's a lot to be positive from their warm-up games. I think there's a lot to be positive about, even though one was a loss. They definitely progressed last season from what we've seen, and I'm expecting further progress this season. So I wouldn't write that. And towards the end of the season, that they had a few big games. Where they I think that's off. where it's going to help. Yeah. So when other teams are in their bigger committed games, you're looking at your Heineken Cups. We don't have the Heineken Cup. And I think they they've got a little bit of confidence as well. They had those yeah. those few wins that they needed in derby games, and I think they they go into it a bit more confident as well. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll we'll see. I I can't I can't work out the maths on uh, an overall, but we we definitely we all agree that I think I think Cardiff would, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cardiff fourth. I think majority was Ospreys first, and then second and third will be match for match. Looking a bit wider, then the tournament as a whole. Going to look for a few predictions, and we might come back to these. Well, you've always got a pen and paper ready. You got a pen and paper or a phone ready? Because I want got, we can we can write then. these down. Got a phone. I don't think it's going to be a massive shock for who you pick all round today. But first one, then who do we think we is going to win the thing overall? The inaugural, the first United Rugby Championship. Who's winning the whole thing? Um. But, for me, I know this is. I wouldn't. I, I, I personally don't think it's an outsider, but I know it, a lot of people do because they never, ever win anything, or haven't for years. I'm going to say Munster. I think Munster this season, with somebody like Coombs, obviously he's going to be now going to be starting pretty much because obviously he's going to be covering from standard leaving. You've got Joey Carberry coming back, having just had a few months, getting back to his fitness and playing. He's going to be running the show for them. Zebo's back there as well. Then you look at the likes of Byrne. Um, Snyman's going to be back fit as well, obviously, because he didn't play at all last season. Um, your your mate DDA's there in the centres as well. I, I genuinely think Munster have a massive chance this year. Um, you, huh? Did love you say you. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I think I think I genuinely think they'll be close. There's, an, there's, there's a potential of top three, and I would put top three of being Munster, Leinster, Ospreys, but Munster to win it. Well, well, well. That's a bold call. Uh, Conan, yes, then. Um, <laughs> a sub, a sub, hey, heads. Uh, half want to say Ospreys, and half will always say Ospreys. Um, heads is, oh, head is saying Leinster at the minute. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to look past Leinster. I mean, everything is in place for them. They've got the quality set up. They've got the experience. They've got players who've been in there. They've brought through a load of young academy players again, and you know they're all going to be fucking brilliant as soon as they get onto the pitch. Like they they've got the knack of doing it, so it is hard to look past Leinster. I think Munster's a good shout because you're just waiting for it to click with Munster. But I mean, Leinster's hard to look past. 
But uh, I will go for Ospreys. Why not? Oh, oh. <laughs> if if anyone wants to win away at Leinster, oh, we we know who we are. <laughs> I sold. So it's hard to look past Leinster. I'm from Munster, and I'm going to go all left field here. I think Leinster will be too focused on the Heineken Cup and they'll probably get their comeuppance there. I honestly, out of the Irish provinces, the squad I get most excited about is Ulster. I think you have players like Balakoon. You have, obviously, you have the likes of Ian Henderson and Craig Gilroy, who everyone knows, and Rob Herring and what they offer, Will Addison. But you also have Billy Burns, who has broken his way into an Irish squad. There's uncertainty in Leinster as to who their kicker is going to be. There's the whole, is it going to be one of the burns? What way are they going to play that? Yes, they're a great team, but I, I just, I'm sick of kind of going, yeah, Leinster should win it because I think there's great depth and excitement in the Ulster squad. Same at Munster. And I think Ulster have a better run of games. If you look at how their matches fall, I think they're going to be hungrier for this. It, even though it's the first time at this new name for a pretty much the same tournament and I think <laughs> that's fine I, eh? I'm trying to build up hype for I, this <laughs> I, I don't know I just I don't want to go part of me just says I refuse to go with Leinster and Munster I think the joy of winning could kill my father with such a shock that I'm going to go all out there and go with Ulster I like the Ulster young players I think they're exciting and I think they're a team that have something to prove like I've and, shoes older than a lot of their squads so you know and Dwayne Vermaelen in there now as well, which is a nice little signing. Yep. No one mentioning South Africans? Not not even coming into the equation. I I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the sharks in there. I think they're gonna have enough about them just once you get in those playoff places and then they they're looking strong for the playoffs. I'm gonna throw the sharks in. I think Munster's a great Munster was my possible yeah. sneak and, and beat Leinster. But I'm going to throw the Sharks in there. Coming in as well as a bit of an unknown to most of the teams in there. Part of me wants I, to say the Bulls just because they've signed two DPCs. And it'd be great to see... Like, our brother was like fucking 93 and 94, those two now, are they? they they've been around since forever. Well, but, we'll know after the first round whether your prediction's going one way or the other because it's going to be Munster, I think, have Sharks up first. I think that the South African teams might struggle at first because of missing international players and things. But then obviously they have the advantage of when we lose international players, they're full strength. But I think they're going to be pretty close to full strength by the time the end of the season comes, which mm. is going to be massive. And so I'm, I'm going to go the Sharks. to say. So what have we wrote all those down? Good. So I've got Ospreys for yes, then uh, we've got Ulster for Iso, Stefan, you've got Sharks, and I've got Munster. Fantastic. So, player of the year as well, player of the season, player of the tournament, whatever they're going to call it this year. Who do we think is going to sneak that one? It's a big old call. Um, this, this could also depend on as well which one of those teams do win it. Yeah. Well, I've, I've picked somebody that's not playing for a team that we've even mentioned. It's um, a good start then. Yep. I picked I picked Ali Price. Oh really? Yeah. Um I think I think there's players that obviously the South African teams will have there's players that 
Irish teams will have, obviously, the, Scot- the Scotch-Welsh that are fantastic international players and wonderful. But I think as an individual player, I think Ali Price is, for me, on paper, probably one of the best in the league. Um, so I would say Ali Price to be player of the year. Uh, yes, then? Um, he's left Ulster, but he's joined the Bulls. Marcel Cotier, is, I yeah. think. That's my prediction. I just think he's going he's gonna to run riot against the... Some clubs he's obviously played against before. Although Ali Price is a really good shout. I think if I had made the team of the season, I think he'd have put, put, put himself in at nine, actually. But uh, I think Cotsia is going to cause carnage. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> I think it's going to be brilliant. That's a great way to end that. I salt, who are you, uh, who are you picking? Um, I suppose I had two answers in my head there. Um, and I'm going to go with because of what you said about international minutes and because I've now got into the Munster mindset, I think Craig K- I think Craig Casey, purely on the basis that every Irish rugby player will not shut up about how they either held him as a baby, all the, <laughs> all the senior ex-rugby players apparently held Craig Casey as a child and has been thrown around like a rugby ball. And they all talk about how driven, how determined he is. And I think last year didn't go how he wanted it to. So why not? I, I'm going to go with him because he's young, he's hungry. This is a new tournament. Well, same tournament by a different name. And I think if Munster win, it will not be with Connor Murray, who I think has had such a disappointing year with everything that went on with the Lions. It's not going to be with him spearheading as their scrum half. That's a that's a, a decent shout. I um I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Patricia happy. Uh, I'm gonna You're go gonna say Gavin, Gavin Coombs. Coombs, yeah. I'm gonna say <laughs> Gavin Coombs. Yeah. I think he's gonna have a great year. I think Munster will have a good year, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him sort of semis or final. And I think Coombs is gonna be a big part of that. And so just to make sure as well, she's not having a great time, Patricia. Nope. With uh, carrying an injury herself at the minute, so okay, well, super Patricia. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to throw Gavin Coombs in there. I think he's he's going to have a big year. This could be the making for him. And having the... have, having Casey and uh, Carberry behind him as well, which would be fun. With that eight, nine, ten. If he plays at eight for Munsters, um, could be massive, couldn't it? Yeah, exactly. And he's one of those players. I don't know how much he's going to be involved internationally if Ireland have got a full contingent. I can't see him being involved a lot. So they're Very good point. Him, they're going to have him for a lot of the year and you would have thought for a lot of that year he's going to be he's going to be first choice for Munster. Yeah. So he's my pick. Uh, also, let's not forget, it's sponsored by Rock Nation and Sia Khaleesi is uh, managed by Rock Nation. So there could be some Andran Skullduggery and Sia Khaleesi could end up being player of the year. And no one would argue. Even if he does if he plays three games, he's probably still still in with a shout. He's fucking fantastic every time he puts a shirt on. But um yeah, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Gavin Coombs. Oh, they're down. And then our final prediction then for it all. Uh top try scorer. We've already talked about a couple of flyers this year. Who uh who are we gonna go for? Go on, we'll start us off. I mentioned him earlier. I'm going to say Alex Cuthbert. I knew you were going to say that. That's why I went to you first. Um, because I think I think he's going to play a lot at the Ospreys. You're going to have Myla there. You're going to have Anscombe there. <clears throat> you're going to have a 
very good forward pack, whether there's internationals there or not. Um, I think he's going to get chances. And and he didn't play that often at Exeter because of injury. But when he played, he scored. Um, and I think his try-scoring record over the years, when he's played in games, is actually very, very good. Um, so if he's fit and has a full full season, I'm going to say Alex Cuthbert. A great shout. Uh, Isolt, who are we going to go for? That's actually really thrown me because I like that answer and I like your logic, but... He's never been told uh... that before on this podcast. No. <laughs> or in life, to be fair. But just... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. I think... Actually, the person who strikes me from a Leinster point of view, and I hate the fact that I'm even thinking of Leinster, um, but in terms of match time that he's going to get in that competition, I think Jameson Gibson Park is going to get a lot of time for Leinster this year. I think he always threatens around the try line, but I actually prefer Alex Cuthbert as an answer. I really do like it as an answer. I, To be honest, I think until you see the teams out, guessing top try score, like, is too much complication in my life. But Jameson Gibson Park, I think... <laughs> just make sure yeah, you leave I it just... at the door. When we finish the podcast, <laughs> you can leave it there and not worry about it again. I'm I'm going to go with Jameson Gibson Park because I know he was high up in the Leinster scores for last year. Um, I'd probably go with someone like Keane Healy if he wasn't getting older. But I think I'll go with Jameson Gibson Park. I don't know why. That's probably an awful call. But, you know... I'll take it. Yes, then. As much as I want to say Matt Prothero, um, <laughs> he's, he's actually a really good shot to have yeah. because he's just, just given the ball and he's, uh, he's he's rapid. I watched him in, in Northampton and just off a scrum for a spurs, he just just went past his defence like they weren't there. So as much as I want to say Prothero, and I don't want to say James Lowe, and... Um, so I think I might have to go with Matt Prothero, actually. So, um, yeah. I think I'm Prothero... Ha- oh, sorry. Just, uh, we'll I'm, go for it. I'm happy with any answer that isn't James Lowe, so I'll fully back you on that one. Yeah. Any answer that <laughs> as am I. Yeah. yeah. The least praise we can give to James Lowe, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Should I just put the answers down as anyone but James Lowe for all four of us? Is that, right? <laughs> that works for everyone. I'll do. <laughs> uh, yeah, points all round. Watch him finish top twice, or if you write that down. Yeah. Don't write that down. <laughs> um, I'm I'm torn between two. Uh, and I don't know again if it if it's a head and heart one. Uh, Ashton Ewitt was was one of my picks, but I, I'm massively in love with with the man at the minute. Like he can do no wrong on or off the field for me at the moment. He's an absolute hero of mine. I, I'm a 35 year old man and he's a hero of mine. So Ashton Ewitt is a contender and, and genuinely for the things he's doing on the pitch as well because he looks dangerous every time he touches the ball at the minute for the, the Dragons. He's really coming to form in his new setup. And then my other option, because he's not been in the, the wider training squad that was announced, uh, Simon Zebo's coming back and he's going to have a big year. Like yeah, You feel like as much as he's enjoyed his time in France, he's been waiting for the opportunity to come back and do things for Munster. And I think he'll come back and do bits. So my answer is going to be Zeebs, I think. And if he doesn't finish top size scorer, he will still be contender for top 10 Twitter accounts worth yeah. following, I think, because he, he's absolutely superb on Twitter. Can I just throw one more name in there that I was going to pick um, before I remembered Alice Cuthbert? Um, was, because I think it's a great signing for Dragons, is Jordan Olofellower. 
I think as a, oh, yeah. as as a left winger, and he scored when he played when he played in the Premiership and stuff for Leicester and whatever. He scored tries. I think I think he's going to be fantastic for the Dragons. Did you only not pick him so you wouldn't have to write his name down? No, <laughs> no, I, I genuinely completely forgot until about four o'clock <laughs> that. Uh, the, the Ospreys had signed Alex Cuthbert. And when I, when I remembered that, I was like, no, it's got to be him. <laughs> so there we go. That's all our predictions for the season ahead then. Uh, I've been throwing a few of them out on Twitter as well. And I've had, as you can imagine, like lovely feedback of some people. Um, and if they think that I've been, that it's been close to trolling, wait until tomorrow's one. Lovely feedback from rugby Twitter. I know. I know. You say yeah. that like this, like no sarcasm at all, mate. No, it was complete sarcasm. It was all sarcasm. It was you could cut the sarcasm with a knife. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh I think Ospreys came out top on the the kits in that one as well. And I think they, they also came out top in the transfers. So Osprey's looking good going into the season. Today I asked the um which team do we think think will win the Welsh Shield. So we'll, we'll see who wins that because that one's still going at the moment. I hope it's uh, easier to pick than than our one year. Uh, before we take a look at the regions then in more detail, I caught up with Tom Shanklin at the Premier Sport launch end of the new season. So uh, here's what Tom had to say. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, all good. Boiling hot, as you can imagine. It's like I'm in a uh, I'm in a greenhouse right now. I was going to say it's Saturday in the concert. It's looking really blue behind you and really nice as well. But I don't think I've got you for very yeah, it's long. Lovely. Really... Just don't wear a blazer and jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've got you very long, so we'll we'll dive straight in and I'll let you get on with what you got on with. I know you've got a busy day today. So uh, we are launching the the United Rugby yeah, Championship. No which I've uh, I've managed to get right for the first time. I keep calling it Ultimate Rugby Championship. But uh, Rock Nation on board, a lot of money and exposure for the game. So a big first question. Have you met Jay-Z and Beyonce yet? <laughs> I knew them already. So fine. <laughs> All mates. Always invite me to the concert around the house when I'm in America. So a couple of the boys and girls are quite excited about meeting them. But for me, it's, you know, I've seen quite a few of them. I've seen them quite a few times, so <laughs> it's a big thing. Makes for them. no odds. I don't get starstruck anymore. <laughs> yeah, think... yeah. To be honest, it's bigger for Beyonce and Jay Z. To be honest. <laughs> well, I see you know Mike Phillips party repeated you on a yacht. I thought you just said top off with a swan down down Roth Lake with them or something. Yeah, uh, friend of the stars, Mike Phillips. <laughs> Only goes out with people who are like A class celebrities or like won a gold medal. <laughs> disgusting, disgusting. Um, so it's a big, uh, big year. Rock Nation on board. We've got a complete refranchise. You've been doing this a few years now, Tom. Does it feel different this year? Yeah, it feels a bit different. Um, always does, you know, in business when you get a rebrand and a reshuffle. Um, it's a lot like, I suppose, when you get a, a new coach at a, at a rugby club or a football club. You know, everyone just you just get a little bit more excited. Um, and you sort of get a feeling with that this year with the United Rugby Championship. Um, also, 
you know, having more access to some of the top players throughout the year as well. I think everyone's more excited about that because we saw how, predominantly how well the Welsh teams did when they had a full hit out and how poor they did when they were lacking those stars. So to have more access to them, I think it's going to be better for, for the league. It's going to be better for the Welsh teams in the league who have slightly struggled and, and hopefully we'll be able to compete with the Irish re, uh, provinces. The uh, the South African teams that are coming as well, they feel like sort of a, a definite level up from the, the teams that were in the old Pro 14. You've played some some pretty ferocious South African teams in the past. Uh, what do you think these, these South African franchises will bring? I reckon quite similar to what we see in the South African national team. The upfront, really big, physical, really good at mauling, um, heavily focused on set piece and then rely on a couple of special individuals behind the field. Um, it's great that we have got the four big South Africa franchises in. I think that adds to another level of excitement as well. And that's no offence to the previous teams that we've had in, but, you know, we, we want the league to be really well received, really well respected. And to do that, you need some of the, the big names and the big teams in it. And we're, it's not by all means a finished article, but we're slowly getting there. Every year you want to see improvements made. Um, I think probably this year is, a, is the most significant of changes we've seen, um, which is great because, you know, URC are listening to the clubs and the fans and we can see, you know, little tweaks here and there, like, like we're seeing with the law changes, all to make the product better, all to make the games better. Um, we saw some great games last year, but probably not enough not enough through the middle of the season, you know, when it's wet, when it's rainy, when it's windy. Um, some of the standard wasn't good enough. Um, so, you know, URC looked at that and and trying to make it a better product, which, you know, I think we're going to see this year. Absolutely. And you spoke already about uh, the Welsh regions having players at their disposal more regularly, those, those top international players. Honest assessment, where do you think they are at the moment in comparison with the other teams in the in the URC? Um, I think on a par with the Scottish teams, um, above the Italian teams, but still way off the top three of Munster, Ulster and Leinster. Um, I think 25 points it was in, in both conferences, the, the two Welsh teams away from top place. And that's a true reflection, I think, of, of where we're at uh, at the moment and, and last season, I suppose. And, you know, you can look at last season and similarly to the Lions tour as well with no fans, you know, it, it's difficult. It's difficult to get yourself up for it as a, as a pro rugby player when all you've done is, is play pro rugby with a crowd, 7,000, 10,000, you feed off that. And to go away from that, you know, it's sort of, you need some motivation. and You, you get motivation because you're a professional rugby player, but you need something on the field, something that you can feed off. And it was starved last year, completely gone. And I know it's the same for all teams, but... Um, I'm looking forward, really looking forward to having fans back at stadiums. And I think I look at the Welsh teams now and, you know, all of a sudden you're getting players that are coming back to fitness that we've missed for a long time. So you look at the Ospreys and, you know, Gareth Anscombe is back. Scarlets, we're hoping to see Reese Patchell back. You know, two pivotal players in key positions which dictate basically the speed of game, how you play the game. Um, and also, you know, just some of the signings that have been made as well. So I think 
I know it's the same every season and every, you know, every club has a really good pre-season. I've not known anyone have a bad pre-season. You know, I think, I think we're going in more prepared than we were as, as, as Welsh regions this year than last year. And obviously you talk about the, the trial, I think we've done, done very well with the, the recruitment process in, in all four regions, to be fair. Scarlet mm. as well got Dwayne Peel coming in. Dwayne, you'll know, know very well, having played alongside him. How do you mm. think he'll do stepping up into the into the big seat this year? I think it'd be far easier for him stepping up into the big seat at Scarlet's than maybe it would be elsewhere because a local hero, really well respected. All the boys would have, you know, a, are old enough to have seen him play and know what he's like and to see what he's done with Ulster as well. So I think it's it's a great fit. It's a shame for Cardiff because I think he would have been great wherever he went. But I suppose when you've got ambitions to to want to run a rugby club and to, and to manage a rugby club, then you've got to take him. So nice bit of business done by the Scarlets. Um, so I think he I think he's going to be great. Um, more so, I think, Attacking wise, I think you know the biggest issue I suppose he's got is trying to shore the Scarlets up defensively. I mean, that's been the biggest um, fault last year, and they weren't far away at all, really. If you look at it, you know they were losing games by sort of three, four points. Um, you know they scored, they they leaked more tries than they scored more tries by what is it four or five points so it's not far away at all you know those are the games you know you, can, you start turning those games all of a sudden you're winning majority games rather than losing the majority of games and I think I think the reality hit home last year with the Scars when they had three hammerings by 50 plus points so I think defensively they've got a bit of work to do but it's like it's like the Blues it's like with with the Ospreys as well when you know you've got the right man in charge then you know you, you've got to give him time and everything else can filter and and work itself out below. You know, when you start to question who's in charge, then that's when the, the difficulty comes. So I think I think with all four regions now, I think we've got the right person in charge. Yeah, I'd agree. I think we've got, got four strong head coaches in the mm. for the first time in a long time. Um, so someone a little bit on the inside, you will have watched sort of more rugby than most of us, especially. Who will you tip as a player to light up the tournament this year? Who's the, the player to keep the eye on? Um, do you know what? I, th- I hope it's some of the older guards coming back. I hope it's a Patchell or, a, or an Anscombe. Um, or somebody I haven't seen for a while. You've got Tom well, Rogers. Scott Williams um, as well. Scarlets. Yeah, Scott Williams is back in. Johnny Williams as well, who yeah. we've not really seen. You know, probably seen more of him play for Wales than, than you have for clubs. So, you know, he came on at halftime against Connaught last year, then injured himself again, looked really good. So, there's a few. Jack Morgan, can he can he keep the form going um, as he did at the Scarlets over in the Ospreys? The Blues, you got Ben Carter. Um, you know, so there's plenty of players there to choose from. Some really exciting ones. But for, for a young one, I want to say like Tom Rogers, really. I know we saw a glimpse of him last year, but I think players have breakthrough seasons. I'm not sure it was last year. I think he played well and he got recognition for playing well, but I think there's more to him and there's more about his game. So I'm hoping this year he's going to light it up for the Scarlets. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, sort of electric flyers. Mm. Rio Dyer at the Dragons looks like a hell of a prospect if he can get a good run. Yeah, and we saw a bit of him towards the end of last season. Um, Raw pace, you know, raw talent. Just probably a little bit of work with him, just to 
increased maybe game knowledge, just being able to read the game, being able to pop up at the end of tries, just having that now to know where the ball is going to go and the support lines. But he looks like a, a real quality player in the making. Yeah, and I've spoken to a few people down the Dragons, and behind the scenes, they're, they're very, uh, very excited with the prospects. Mm. Uh, I say I won't give you too long because I know you've, you've got to shoot off as well. I don't think it's got a, a massive up, but who, uh, who are you going to pick for for winning the whole thing in the end? Who, who's your, your team to to take the title? <sighs> Leinster. And why is it Leinster? Yeah, <laughs> Leinster because because the quality of players they produce um, are a certain level. Don't dip below that. The basic skills, I think, are better than any other team they've got. Catching, passing, looking after the ball in contact. Um, seems simple, but you know a lot of teams struggle with that. Um, whoever they've got in, whether the internationals are out, whether um, academy players or fringe players are coming in, they play the same way. Um, it's a clear game plan, a clear, a clear process of, of how they want to play the game, how they want to uh, manipulate defences. It doesn't change. Yeah. You know, from from who they've gone in, it just doesn't change. You know, they just managed to churn out players. Their their whole school system is brilliant. They feed into Leinster, and then Leinster end up having too many players, and you know they have to go to to other provinces. So it is really difficult to look past them. Um, in terms of a Welsh region, though, do you know what I reckon? I reckon the Dragons might surprise a few this year. Um, they played a couple of games in Merlin Stadium. I think for me that was a turning point for them last year. Yeah. I think, you know, what once they've got their strength back, you know, so once they've got Moriarty, once they've got Wainwright, you know, players that can, Leon Brown, get them over the game line. I think Sam Davis finished the season really well. Um, you know, they rely a lot on front football. When they don't have to get front football, they really struggle. And that's when they end up kicking a lot, kicking possession away. But when they do, they've got nine and 10, they've got Jordan Williams at 15. Um, Jamie Roberts will probably feature quite heavily. Um, Owen in the back line as well. Electric wingers. Uh, Corey Allen's gone there as well. So I think they're going to be a region that's going to surprise a few uh, teams this year. Well, they've, they've waited long enough. It'd be nice to see them do it. I think it's always, like, I've always got a bit of a soft spot for the Dragons. Yeah, they have. They've got a good guy in charge as well. And I think the, the biggest thing you want to see is improvement. And I think we saw that towards the end of the season last year. And if they can keep going forward with that, then you know they can cause teams damage and trouble. Yeah, so Corey Allen going if he can stay uh, fit and injury free and yeah. Rollins will be a massive addition to the pack as well. So yeah, it'd be nice. To yeah, see. he will. He will. Yeah, they, they, if they get that front football, you yeah. know they've got players behind that can cut you. Well, I think you've got to be uh, elsewhere. I was told I have my my ten minutes, so I'll uh, I leave you kick on if you need to go. Just thank you very much, Tommy. Been awesome. awesome. Thanks very much. It's all right. Bye. 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 Yeah. So great to hear from Tom. Uh, as I said, what we'll do then, we'll take a little bit of a look more in depth at each of our regions. I've asked you all for a little bit uh, of something. Uh, so first of all, we're going to look at, at key players who we think is going to be the most important when to these. I've just realised I've asked you all to have a little look at this and I haven't wrote any done myself. <laughs> so I'm going to have a little think while everyone else is talking. <laughs> so uh, go on, yes, we'll start with you. Who thinks it'll be a key player for the Ospreys this season? Um, Morris, Prothero and Scum if he doesn't get selected for the Autumn squad. And yeah, those are the three I think will uh, will be key if uh, Toby Booth wants to uh, fly up the table anytime soon. 
Uh, Isolt, who do you think's the, the big one for the Dragons this year? I think we've already discussed Will Rowlands and what he offers when he's coming in from a Wasps team. He's a known quantity, and I think obviously he's a huge addition. Um, Bertrand now has been with us since last February, um, but he's obviously extended to stay on until 2022. I think it's June 2022. So that's it. Um, a huge addition to the squad and I think also that's kind of reaffirming that he wants to be with us even if it's for the next year but I think Will Rowlands is by far the most significant significant, and I think someone like Corey Allen is a great addition but we've already discussed the concern there can we keep him perfectly in order and enjoying playing with us Will Rowlands for me is the key to a new era for the Dragons being the third best team in the region Wall, who's the guy who's going to take Cardiff to a triumphant fourth in the of the regions? <laughs> um, well, again, similar to the Corey Allen point, I think if he stays fit, I think Ellis Jenkins. Um, Ellis Jenkins has been like obviously the captaincy has now been taken off him. He's 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 gone to Turnbull. I think it's just to, to allow him obviously to just get back playing. I suppose con- concentrate on that. Um, but yeah, Ellis Jenkins for me, if fit and on form, makes the Welsh team, and I would go as far as saying makes the Welsh starting team. Um, so if he's fit, if he's fit, he plays and he'll be key for us. I, I, I just to take a little detour away from this, who you drop in from that Welsh start in 15 to a fully a fully fit Ellis Jenkins for me starts ahead of Navidi. So you're picking a fully fit Ellis and a fully fit Justin Tipperick, yeah, and a fully fit Faratau, yeah. It's a no from me. Um, I, Ellis is a great player, a fantastic player. International quality when he is fully fit, but I, Navidi, I think, is a, offers something different, and you can't drop Tipperick from a seven position. He's honestly like on for the best seven in the world, and I think Navidi offers that balance a little bit better. But I was just interested, we're moving away from the subject. Uh, for me, at the Scarlet, uh, I was going to say Johnny Williams, but as I keep saying on his podcast, forwards win games. Like the forwards are the most important players on a pitch. So I can't pick Johnny for that reason. I think he's it's important we get him back as you. I think he on form. Uh as as Tom said as well, like when I, I spoke to him, like we've seen more for him, more from him for Wales than we have at regional level since he's he's come back down. Uh but Calamaphony it is gonna be huge. We've seen last year what a difference he made to that Scarlet's team, his carrying, his work rate, his defence. He, he's vital. To, to the way the Scarlets want to play. So Calmaphony is my my big one. It is another one, but uh we'll talk about that next because who do you think has been the, the best signing for your region so far? Well it's an easy one for you. It was Priestland. Yeah. I don't Priest- know what you're thinking yeah. for. You no, signed Reese Priestland. No, I know Reese Priestland, yeah. <laughs> I like you look really deep in thought as you were mm, who's been our best? <laughs> no, I, no, I actually I actually put <laughs> I actually wrote when I was making notes about worst region. I actually put Reese Priestland will be key for us this year, but we've signed nobody else. So Reese Priestland has to do it by himself. Absolutely brilliant. The look on your face, like you were thinking, well, you've signed Screech. I keep forgetting you've signed Screech. You have signed Screech. But yeah, clearly Priestland is the, the biggest sign in there. Or the only signing there. Poor Matthew Screech. He's had a couple of good seasons of the Dragons. We've all just forgot he exists. Isolt with a look of despair on your face as a Dragons fan. <laughs> Who's I, been the Dragons' best signing? 
you see I think I've given you this in reverse I've given you like our best signing like if we're going for the player who I think is going to have the most influence in the field year in year out it's always going to be well it's always going to be a swap between <laughs> Hewitt and Griffiths because I think they offer the most by way of consistency so if we're going for our best signing it's Will Rowland's hand de- hands down he's also probably going to be our best player of the season let's just be honest like I'm not going to say Richard Hibbard, who like has a magnificent hair, but like let's consider what age he is now. He's going to be on the field the most. So look, realistically, Roland's hands down all day, every day. We have him. Hope you're all jealous. <laughs> well, if he can find the form that he had at, at Wasps, because I he's taking a bit of a stick from some people for. Uh, the way he was with I think you watch him at Wasps he's an absolutely brilliant player so his carrying ability is, is superb I, I think though when you've had players come into Dragons and again you can you can disagree with me when players have come into Dragons like the likes of Ross Moriarty who are at a level above where Dragons were at the time they've actually excelled because that responsibility seems to have driven them on quite well yeah I agree yeah, I agree and, it's, and Sam Davis another perfect example of that where he looked like a a decent 10 at the Ospreys and now looks at an absolute quality 10 at the Dragons because he's had to take that on a little bit and push himself a bit further, maybe. Uh, yes, they a, a plethora of uh, options. That's a good bit. Plethora. Plethora of options here. Who are you picking? Um, I don't know is the answer to that question, but if I had to pick, uh, I'd say Thomas Francis. I know he's going to be away with Will and as much as I love Mark Rufia, I think Francis is going to be solid in that front row. I think that's that's the final piece of jigsaw that's the, for that first choice front five anyway. But if we're looking on the scale of being playing, Michael Collins or Jack Morgan, you could toss a coin and yeah, one of those two. Yeah, I say there's so many options we could choose from realistically that that they they've recruited so well, and then Anscom feels like a new signing as well because I mean technically he is. Are you still a new signing? Is it is it given time or appearances? When do we stop becoming a new signing? Appearances. <laughs> a brand new signing, Gareth Anscombe. Um, yeah. Scarlet, I'm absolutely like Corey Baldwin coming back is a big win. Scott Williams coming back if he can keep him fit is a great signing, especially for for the internationals. But Will Griff John, I'm absolutely delighted about, and not because. DLN day factor, right? He's an handsome bastard, is, is Will Griff John when he's got his beard. When he's got his beard on, he's a good looking guy. Arms, unbelievable. But we just needed to shore up our scrum a little bit. We needed to shore up our front row. Even players that have been good for us through the years have sort of struggled the last couple of seasons. Uh, Vern Croyer's gone now as well. Rather weirdly, Avi Sebastian's going to be with Scotland for part of the year, which I still can't quite get my head around. Will Griff coming in it is massive. So I'm absolutely delighted with that as a signing. I'm, I'm a big fan of his anyway. I hated admitting being a big fan of a player who was playing for sale. So uh, I, I'm delighted all around with him coming in. I, I'm happy as Larry. Is that a uh, sale player that also wasn't South African? <laughs> yeah, he was the last one. He was the, <laughs> That's why they had to get rid of him. He was the last non-South African at sale. It's just, it was just him and the two Curries. Yeah. Um, which team are we most looking forward to playing this year? And I'll leave you interpret that however you want to. Some new teams coming into the tournament as well. 
which which team you're looking forward to most? So we, I'll go for, I'll go first. I'm looking forward to to playing the Sharks. I I really looking forward to watching them all season. They've they've got something not just because they're called Sharks as we know, oh. they, but like there's something about them. There's that air of sort of the exotic about the Sharks for me for some reason that I just enjoy watching them. So the idea of nipping down to be it Parker Scarlets, be it the, the I went to say the Liberty. Look, we don't get these name changes right at all. The Swansea.com Stadium down to Cap or down to, to Rodney Parade and watching them. It's really exciting for me. I can't wait to go and see them play like on my doorstep. I, it's really exciting for me. I'm like a kid. I'm like such a child. I'm looking forward to it. Ice salt? I, I can't help myself. The team I'm most looking forward to playing is going to be Cardiff because it's going to not work out well for them. But... Funny you say that because that ties in with my next answer for my next question of team least looking forward to playing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I suppose I'm like, who isn't going to be excited about seeing more like Bulls, Stormers? It's just variety of players. And it's, I think it's seeing new opposition that isn't another Italian team. Like it matters that we're getting in a variety of teams. The Cheetahs for me have been so much fun to see play just because it's a different quantity. And I think with Bulls, with Stormers, that's what we need. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that aspect. I'm also looking forward to beating Cardiff. I, I tell you who's not looking forward to South African teams is certain Welsh fans on Twitter who'd rather play Amtel away yeah. in uh, ah. Division 2 of an Anglo-Welsh tournament. <laughs> <laughs> That's who's, that's who's not looking. I'm not mentioning any names, but there's people there. Yes, they were game are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to playing the Sharks in, in the third round because that's like our first game against Strathfield opposition after two games against Dragons and Cardiff, which could end either way, knowing us. But uh, yeah, Sharks, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them play. And uh, yeah, it should, it should be fun seeing all these Strathfield inside. Obviously, I'm a little bit of a person that wants an Anglo-Welsh league, but if more South Africans mean more money, more money means hopefully better rugby. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the South Africans come up here and see what they got. I say I wouldn't say no to an Anglo-Welsh league. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But if it does happen as well, it's got to be like the best. It's got to be a good setup, and it's got to be the best teams. This idea of Dropping the regions into a second division tournament is that's bullshit. It's just this pants is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, did you give me your uh... not yet? Not yet, mate. No, um, I didn't well, think so. The last, uh, as the last couple of seasons approved, obviously, I'm looking forward to beating the Scarlets again because obviously that's what we've done the last couple of years. Um, if that counts, I mean, um, you had to wait for a global pandemic to be able yeah, to beat you, is that what you... That's right. They count, mate. It's on the record, so it's fine. Or oh, actually, it doesn't count anymore because it? it was the Blues to beat and not Cardiff Rugby. Um, the, yeah, no, blues I, exi- what, what blues? Exactly. Um, no, the in all seriousness, um, I want to try and get to a blues away game this year because I've never done one. Um, um, so potentially Edinburgh, because I've loved it, loved Edinburgh. I've been there multiple times, but I've never been to any games. But also, I've never been to Belfast or so potentially Ulster away. Um, one of those two. Ulster match for me is always the, the best one, and I say that because they have a great stadium, everything is enjoyable, it's well set up, and there's always a good atmosphere. Good call. So, uh, we'll go because you've already mentioned that you've already alluded to it. Your, your least favourite game or the game you're looking forward to least? So, Dragons away. It's always shocking weather. The match is always poor. 
and I'm resigned this year that they're going to beat us twice. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, that's my answer. I salt a, a chance to I, Okay, so the actual the games I'm looking forward to least are both Dragons um, against Leinster because it's a home game and I think losing at Rodney Parade at the start of the competition to Leinster will have the most detrimental effect. They then go away to Connacht who have already shocked Leinster last year. I think Connacht is the sort of team that when you're going to play them in Galway, it's like a fortress. So to be honest, I think the games I always least look forward to are Leinster just because if they build up a big score, it does a lot more damage for the next games that follow. You and we're at the start. You pushed them close, though. It was the last season, or was it the season before? You yeah. pushed them really close. And I just think at the start of the season, though, the Leinster guys are going to throw them all out there. They're going to be wanting to give everyone a bit of game time. And I wish, if it was a week or two later, I wouldn't be as nervous, being very honest. I just don't want them at the start. Like, Yeah, that's fair. Yes, then? Um, Dragons or Scarlet's away, because I've never actually seen the Ospreys win I've seen the Ospreys win at Rodney Frid once and um, that ended 10-0. If you know what happened that day, you, you know what happened that day. And Scarlet have been to about three times and once we lost in the last minute, the other was a bit interesting and we lost by three points and the third one, we lost 44-0. So, um, yeah, those are not good memories. I would have said Leinster away until the global pandemic happened and we thought it was funny to go up there and win. And <laughs> so, yeah. yeah Should I just point away. out, if you're a Leinster, if you're a Leinster fan and you're on the plane back from Cardiff with the only Irish female Dragons fan, <laughs> you take your opportunity to be like, oh, who's that girl over there in her entire Dragons kit on our plane back to Dublin? Let's just give her a bit of abuse. Hence, that's where those memories come from. Those Leinster fans are awful winners and they would make very good losers. Uh, I, Leinster goes without saying for me. I ate playing Leinster and then the last game we played against them was like absolutely horrific. So that's always going to be a case. And the tension around playing another region is always pretty bad. Um, the team I'm least looking forward to though is Connacht because it's just we always seem to struggle here. Eh? It's always pissing down with rain. It's always windy as shit. No one seems to be able to catch a ball and then Connacht win. Yeah, that Connacht away is like Jesus Christ, I yeah. hate that game. The idea of going into that game. And it's one of those ones like at least going into Leinster and going into Munster, I'm kind of braced for Okay, these are teams that are noticeably better than us at the moment. Whereas they always look so beatable until 20 minutes in. And then you go, yes, this it's not going to happen again today. <laughs> so yeah, connect for me. For your your respective regions, then let's have your, your biggest strengths and your biggest weakness, do we think? Um, biggest strength for Cardiff, our tarty backs. Um, obviously, if you <laughs> if, if you put Looked at, Tra- at the back. Trademark, trademark, Rhiannon and Garth Jones. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, backs. I'll, yeah, I'll give Rhea some money for that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, she, um, yeah, so Tarty backs for Cardiff Blues. Priestland coming in. I think Priestland coming in would be similar to for Jared Evans as it was when Priestland was playing sort of second fiddle to Stephen Jones when he came back to Scarlet. 
in the case of like he's going to tap into his experience, he's going to help Darren improve his game. Um, so that's going to be big for us. The weakness though is they're not going to get the ball because we haven't got a front five and we haven't had a front five probably since the likes of probably twelve ish two thousand nine ish I reckon when we like we we did well and we beat Gloucester in the Anglo Welsh and stuff like that pack we had with like Martin Williams at seven and a rush at eight and stuff. The front five we had then um, was decent, but we haven't got a front five and we haven't had for years and we're not going to have it for years either. Like we got a great we got a good back row, but if they haven't got a platform from from, from the front five, it's pointless. Um, so that's again one of our biggest weaknesses, but we've spoken about that for constant years. So I will say for the stick I've given in the past, and he seems like a decent old Dylan Lewis does seem to be getting a bit stronger at the set piece because I've I've given him a bit of stick for his scrimmaging ability. He's great around the park, but but he does seem to be getting a bit better and a bit stronger there. Uh yes, then what's what's your strengths and weaknesses for the Ospreys? Um Ospreys Park is just normally quite good, which is weird. You think you think our hip joining Cardiff would make their pack look good, but wherever wherever Cardiff has been feeding Dimitri, I genuinely feel sorry for him because when he was at the Ospreys, he he tore Vinopola apart in Europe, and I'll always remember that day, even though we drew fifteen off. But I'd say the pack is also probably the strongest one, but we can't we can't defend our set pieces. It's it's quite sad because. They're just defending far too narrow and uh, we're getting really exposed. So hopefully John Holmes has a quiet day next weekend, uh, this weekend, because I don't fancy him scoring uh, many tries against us, but we do need a solid defence, especially from set-piece. Well, as we see from Dimitri Arhip, when he when he tried to take someone's head off, he's, he's now a reformed character and that's what it is. They've mellowed him out to these feeding robins in his garden or whatever he was doing on Instagram to do his look I'm a, I'm a nice guy it wasn't me um I sold positives for dragons well apart from our amazing kit um I suppose <laughs> <laughs> Holmes and Davies are two of the big positives um and how we're seeing them come along we know who we have in terms of players that have now consistently performed Wainwright Basham we know those players but I think Holmes really he actually excited me watching games like the game against Wasps. You're looking at him and you're going, there's the potential there with him and Davies to rack up big scores. The problem, I think, for Dragons is always going to be a mixture of their inability to be clinical in finishing, where they can get ahead and then fall behind. They, there's just no consistency to their performance. And I think their silly errors are unrivaled in terms of the knock-on consequences. Some other teams may lose a player to a sin binning or the likes. Dragons, whenever anything goes wrong, it always results in the other team scoring and generally scoring heavily. So there's a lot of work to do on their defence and on their mentality, I think. But we have the ability to score. It's just let's not concede too much, please. Like I, a desperate plea. I think that the Jonah Holmes has come from as well, like just being made that you're, you're a right wing. Like, let's not move around. When he plays right wing, he looks a quality and an international quality player. And I... Again, another one that I, I bang on about quite regularly on here about how, how well he's playing and the form that he's in and being a nice guy because he helped me out. Um, but yeah, like now that they've gone, right, this is your position, this is where we're going to play you. We're not going to fanny on the movie to full back. I think like this is your, he looks quality and he, he, he looks the signing that we all hoped he would be when he came to Wales to me. Uh, Scarlett. I mean, do I keep it as simple as to say our strengths are attack and our weakness is defence? Like, I because that's the way it feels like, especially with with Peel coming in there, 
you'd think he gives a bit more structure. Last year, attacking league, we looked poor, but I think a lot of that was down to coaching. I don't think he suddenly become bad in attack overnight. It was just the tactics and the structure was all wrong. Whether a lot of that as well comes from missing a decent 10, and I want to say decent because like, we've got good 10s there. Like we've got like Castello's there and looks a great talent for the future, but he's still a bit green. Dan Jones is Dan Jones. Like for me, he always looks like a second choice 10. Like I, I trust him to do a job. He comes in, he's reliable nine tenths of the time, but he hasn't got that, that X factor about him. Angus O'Brien's got the X factor and then hasn't got that. I'd rely on him every week. So if we can get Patchell back and fit, then I think we'd be looking a bit better and I think our attack will run a bit nicer. And I think regardless who's in the tenant, we'll end appeal anyway. Defensively, there's a, a lot of work to do as well. Like we've seen it last year that when when Eds went down, like we crumbled and teams were running in tries against us. So the Elster game was great because they were running in tries, but we were running them back as well. But yeah, defensively, there's a lot of work to be done there. So that's that's my worry. Um, and then my final question for you is a big prediction. Um, what's what's your thoughts for your region for the year? What's your prediction? Where do we think they're going to finish? Um, for me, typical Cardiff, beating teams we should lose to, losing to teams we should beat. And then when it comes to Europe, probably in a winning position and then fuck it up in the last couple of minutes like we normally do and end up losing. So And then finishing bottom in the Welsh regions. Um, don't think we'll get much joy from anything else, really. Um, normally an optimistic Cardiff fan, but uh, certainly not this year. Yeah, you fucking sounded it tonight, but fair play. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, not ge- <laughs> genuinely, normally, I'm like, oh, we'll do well in that game, but I, I have nothing, I genuinely have nothing to look forward to for Cardiff this season, apart from the chance of potentially going to watch them away. That's it. That's the only thing that's only positive I can pick, pick out of it. Well, I'm glad they're bringing Dai Young and rebranding the, the regions really made things better for you. Yeah. Um, Isol, I'll go to you next. What's your, your prediction for the Dragons? Prediction for the Dragons. I think the Dragons will perform well against, possibly have some victories against the South Africans. I think they will perform well, maybe get a big scalp against one of the Irish teams. And the regional games, I think, will all be much of a muchness. And I assume we will go away to Italy and lose because that's always where we have that moment of just face palm. But I think it's going to be a good year for the Dragons. And I think, look, we've had a lot to deal with. It's just good to see that uh, Cardiff are now in our position. <laughs> Dumby slagged off the Italians. Bennett on a Rainbow Cup champions. Like they, they're firing on all cylinders at the minute. Uh Yes, what were we what are you calling for the Ospreys? Well, Bernard and I'm missing good well, they've lost Garbisi now, which is um a great shame. <laughs> and uh but for the Ospreys, um I think we're gonna do quite well. But then knowing us we'll do something really silly against the Dragons and a few weeks later we'll win against one of the Irish side or something. So I think it'll be a bit more of an improvement compared to what we were last season, even though last season is quite good. But I think it'll be a bit better again. Challenge Cup or Champions Cup qualification at the end of the season? Champions, I think we'll sneak into the Champions Cup like last yeah. year, but it won't be as dramatic as what last year was because that was quite possibly one of the best uh, best things to ever happen to Pro 14 rugby that was that night in Dublin. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think uh, I think it will be a Champions Cup just 
be very close between us, Scarlet and Cardiff. I think those three. Obviously, you can't forget the Dragons, obviously, but I think it's going to be you a just tight did. battle. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Maybe the Dragons will finish top of the Welsh pool. You don't know, dear. You've upset the assault now. You've upset the... <laughs> um, Scarlet, I'm genuinely worried that we're not going to make the Champions Cup. Um, I think the Osprey... <laughs> she's gone. She's done. She's spent. Um, I think the Ospreys are probably just going to take the Welsh Shield. The way that the, the league is set up makes it bizarre for predicting sort of Europe and playoffs because you can do it separately. I think it's a good setup, if I'm honest. I do like it. Um, but yeah, I'm worried. I think Scar's going to finish second in our, the Welsh Shield. We might just sneak Champions Cup and playoff places. That's that's my hope. That's my hope. To be fair, as a Cardiff fan, I'd be, I'd be, we'd be lucky if we make the Challenge Cup. Well, your only hope is everything gets called off because of code, and they do an alphabetical order. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that that oh, would work very nicely for Dragons, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we, we win our first game with a bonus point, and then they end it on PPG with points per game, so we, we end up finishing top. Well, you've you've made a massive balls up because if they do do an alphabetical order by changing from Blues to Cardiff, now you've dropped below the Bulls. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you've gone from second to third, eh? I know. You, you've, you've brought it on yourselves. Are we all happy to to leave you there? Is there anything anyone wants to add to the things that they can expect for the year ahead? I've just noticed that at no point, apart from me mentioning Ali Price, did anyone think that anyone any of the Scottish teams are going to do anything decent? Because we haven't mentioned any of the Scottish teams apart from me saying Ali Price. Hey, you did say Edinburgh is a lovely place to travel to. It is, and I'm looking forward to hopefully going there at Obel Fast. But yeah, that's that's it. We haven't mentioned their teams at all. Well, they've. I don't like. I think the the shield that they're in means they're guaranteed because am I right in saying the top one in each shield goes into the playoffs? Is that right? So I think they not into Cup, the shield into the into the Champions Cup. You mean no into the playoffs, isn't it? Or is it the other way round? I think it's going into Europe. I think yes, yeah. It's going to Europe. But anyway, they're guaranteed to have someone somewhere competing in something yeah. because it's yeah. the easiest shield of them all. So the Scottish and Italian teams make up one. Yeah. And then so the then, Irish, the Welsh and the South Africans are all separate. Yeah, so the yeah. Scottish are getting in no matter what. Like, let's be let's be fair. But that doesn't mean we have to enjoy it. Because no. do we really enjoy <laughs> watching them play? No, especially, well, especially that 1872 Cup last year, wasn't it? I was so just like going to say. Nil-nil after 60 minutes or whatever it was. But to be fair, they played about 15 of them. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the next question. Which one of those 1872 Cup games did we watch last year? I think they, it's named the 1872 because that's the number of times that they played in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, you'd expect them to do well in that group, despite Benetton's heroics in the in the Rainbow Cup. Like you, you'd expect Glasgow to be doing well there, but can we see them winning anything beyond that? They've lost both of have lost players. Obviously, Edinburgh have lost Cockrell as well. I think they it could be a difficult year for them. And on that cheery note for Scottish listeners, I'd like to thank Yestin for joining us. Isolt and Wall, thank you as always. Okay. Thanks to Tom Shanklin and everyone at Premier Sport for getting us sorted. And let's look forward to a, a good year ahead. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye.
You've been listening to Rock and Roll. If you've stuck with us this far, leave us a review. Follow us, not just you, but on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And drop us a message. You're a pretty friendly bunch. It'll be great to hear from you no matter what you want to say. And we'll see you next time. Thanks very much for listening. Bye for now. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.